everybody. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> 100 times. Hey, everybody. It's always like that, it's right? Always, man, that's, that's, that's our right thing. Right? That's our shtick. That's our shiz. Our shiz. But, uh, but as you noticed, uh, right now we aren't doing video. It's actually weird because it kind of feels like we're doing a uh, public um, uh, NPR. Execution? No, oh, an no. Okay, wait. <laughs> Probably oh, the wrong wait. word to use today. Yikes. <laughs> Damn, already, dude. We were like 23 seconds in and I already ruined this. Already dropped an execution joke. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, guys. Yes. Um, but anyway, this is yep. the Permanent Relegation Podcast, uh, episode 19. Uh, glad that you guys can come on and listen. Um, of course. We weren't we going to do this. Huh? We weren't going to do we this. We weren't going to do this. We were actually then... talking today where we were just like, you know, I think we should probably let a, let a week kind of simmer. Have a have a nice simmer week. Have a simmer down now. Yes. Top time. And then, uh, and then come on and talk about some things. But, yep. man. Some shit blew up today. <laughs> it did, and it's not because Tom Izzo looks pasty. No, this, this is, is like like we should have TV on. So here, yeah, really I was weird. actually thinking about this to, um, today too. Uh, we're gonna have um, Peter Wilt on the phone here in about four minutes, and uh, Josh Mason later on in the show. We're gonna be tweeting out um, and uh, giving you the phone number to call. Hell, I might even just give you my personal number just so you can just call me. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> do your thing, dude. Ain't give my number. There's some crazies, man, because actually, you know, you're going to have, like, Cormac calling you. <laughs> I don't care. That's all right. I can listen to that dude talk, though. I could. I could awesome. listen to that dude talk all day. Uh, but uh, anyway, Andy. Chris. This is uh, huge. Hey, I'm back. Yes, he's back. How's the kiddo? Uh, guess what? He was. There's never anything wrong with him because <laughs> hospitals are idiots. So what's your thoughts on the American <laughs> hospital system? Let me tell you how I feel about community <laughs> health networks. Guess what? Fuck themselves. We're never going to get community to sponsor us. I don't want them as a sponsor because they'll probably misdiagnose us and they'll never pay us. They'll just find a way to take our money for no reason. And if you work for community networks and I'm offending you, well, you're just part of the big machine, same as I am. It's not you. You're part of the machine. It's not you specifically. Uh, He's great. Good. I'm glad. Uh, You had some issues. And of course, Christian... Uh, filled in for you last he did a good week. job. Did a good I was, job. I was, he actually called me afterwards. What's funny is he called me afterwards to, to check on the kid, which was awesome. But then also to see how he did. And uh, great. You know what? The Indy 11 Twitter had a good point. What's that? Listen to us. Yeah. Put the Women's World Cup 2011 final yeah. between the Japan and the US on Fox Sports 2 on mute. Yeah. Because why else? What else would you want to listen to other than us? Right. Look at the bank. Dude, he's perfect. <laughs> right, he's good. Anyways, um, uh, but you can check out the uh, 2011 final between the U.S. and Japan on Fox Sports Two right now. It's hashtag Hot Tuesday Night, according to the Indy Eleven Twitter page. 2011, exactly. That was uh, that was that was a uh, very uh, disheartening game. And of course, the Women's World Cup this year starts Friday, Friday. I believe Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Because okay, I'll be watching Champions League final in Chicago, and then go. be watching World Cup. On artificial turf. Thanks a lot, Seth Blatter. I'm well, RIP, and I'm really, <laughs> and I'm really glad that all of our uh, warm-up tune-up matches were all on grass. Hey. Makes sense. Completely makes sense. Uh, but uh, anyway, we're going to be taking your calls here soon. Um, we're out to Peter Wilt here in about two minutes, so we'll give him a call, um, chat with him a little bit because obviously the big news today: uh, coach, former head coach Jurgen Summer, uh, out as head coach of Indy 11, um, Tim Regan, interim head coach. And uh, the other news, uh, Cleperson, 
both Tim Regan and Cleberson, friends yeah. of the show. Yeah. Um, Cleberson is, uh, as he's uh, trying to rehab, uh, is going to be the assistant right coach. And uh, eventually possibly there, there, player some, coach. Well, and there's right. There's some debate on that. I mean, being with the age he is, you tear an Achilles. It's already really hard to come back from that anyway. <clears throat> will he be a player coach or will he just transition into this role? Yeah, we don't know. And I think he's, uh, I think his just his experience alone makes the guys already like him. Yeah. I don't think they'd even think about putting him in this type of role unless they believed his vision, his experience and what the way he can coach would be good. And so. the other thing too, is that, uh, um, it's it's gonna be interesting if and when he rehabs, how he'll how he'll deal with it, and how the players will deal with it, and because player coaches are always kind of kind of odd. But uh, you know, Ryan Giggs did it with uh, United, so right. hey, why not? Why not give it a shot, right? Why not let it fly, as uh, as Popper would say? Um, <laughs> why not use fly, uh, right? use hashtag BYBcast for any kind of questions um, that you might have if you can't get to the phone lines. I don't care. I want everybody oh, to know. Okay, that that's fine. Here. Tweeting out a picture of his kid. Um, but uh, let's give Peter a call. Oh, we're calling him. We're calling him. Oh, he's probably about a schlaps in and has a grilled cheese. We gotta check. We gotta check in on him actually about his uh, meat adventures. Yes, his meat adventures. So let's give Peter a call. Okay. And this is the anticipation. Here. Hey, Peter, you're live on the air with the Permanent Relegation Podcast, as usual. And you're at the Golden Age <laughs> I knew it. You know what? We were trying to actually guess where you were going to be calling from tonight. And how many schlaps that we're at. Yeah, I'm uh, my second schlitz, no schlaps. Oh, oh, just a schlitz tonight. Although I have big news, big schlaps news. Okay. I just discovered this week that uh, there is schlitz served at the mousetrap. Uh, oh, yes. Know. So do you have do you have a um, uh, Microsoft Excel spreadsheet of everyone around the Indianapolis area that actually serves Schlitz on tap? It's actually you well, not on tap. You, you get it. You pick it where you get it. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's in the bottle. There's no place that has it on tap. Okay. There. Okay. But it, it, it's limited to I think three or four places that has Schlitz in store in uh, retail, uh, in bars and restaurants, um, grocery stores. There's plenty of places that have Schlitz and liquor stores. But um, the mousetrap does have Schlitz and Paps, and I, I did help myself to a Schlaps there earlier this week. And a grilled cheese. You had a grilled cheese there as well, I believe. Uh, you've been following that Twitter. Yes, it was Saturday <laughs> afternoon. You know yeah, I stalk you. Not just a grilled cheese. It was a yes. four-cheese panini. That's right. Now, speaking of food, last time that you were on. The mousetrap. Yep. Yep. So, speaking of food, last time that you were on, uh, we were talking about your little quest, your animal quest. How is that going? It's pretty good. I'm at 37. Uh, my challenger, this is a two-team league. Right. <laughs> uh, my challenger um, clocked in after five months, May 31st, at 20. Ooh. Oh. I almost have a 100% lead. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so, you, so you can kind of take it easy. You can take it a little bit easier This now. is a slaughter, Peter. This is called a slaughter. Give them, give them a little bit of a break, man. <laughs> I, I pull it up. I mean, in uh, May, I, I had the... Six animals in Houston in early May, and then uh, later in May I had the escargot at uh, Ocean Air on Meridian yep. downtown. And that's all I had the entire month of May, so that got me from thirty to thirty-seven, I think. Nice. And uh, then I took a break, and now it's June. I'm I'm gonna start go after uh, some goose and maybe some llama and alpaca. <laughs> there you go. Oh, hey, the forty the forty number is gonna be the, t- the tough one, and then you got then once you get the forty, you gotta go to fifty, and it just doesn't stop. Right, it's a vicious well, cycle. I think 50 is the 
mean, 37 in five months, it doesn't just double because, <laughs> look, it's, it's, it's hard. The, the further you go in this, the more difficult it gets. Well, you, you eat the bottom feeder, so to speak. <laughs> And um, it just becomes hard. Well, and let's be honest. I think once you get to a certain level, the animals become illegal. <laughs> and then that gets really difficult. Well, you, know, so. you should mention that because um, we were having sushi ordered in for the uh, screening at the Indy 11 Theater uh, last week um, for the showing of Next Full Wins. He Joe from our office said, do you have any requests on what kind of sushi you want? And I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want Unagi. Unagi oh. is freshwater eel. And that would count as number 38. But then I made the mistake of, of um, Googling Unagi. Uh -oh. And I found out that it's an endangered species. Uh, well, at least, it, at least it's not like blowfish. Technically, it's available. And I think it's legal. Morally, it's not. So, I mean, I draw the line at endangered species. Yeah, president and general manager of Indy 11 and endangered species devourer. That's that probably not something you want to put on the resume there. So, right. So, obviously, since you're, since you're you know, two schlitz in, um, you've had quite, a, quite the day today. Uh, of course, um, Coach Summer, uh, no longer head coach of Indy 11, and Tim Regan, uh, interim head coach, as well as Cleverson taking over the assistant management duties. And I know that you probably are uh, sick and tired of, of answering the same questions over and over and over again. So we're not going to ask it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more interested in knowing off the bat, what was the thought with, uh, with Cleverson? Uh, that's, that for me is really, really interesting is the, is the, is putting Cleverson in that role. Obviously we know the injury, but what was the mind frame there? Well, it's fortuitous, isn't it? I mean, uh, we have the need for an assistant coach. In particular, we have a need for an assistant coach who can help attacking players. I mean, it was it's obviously been our it's challenge this year, scoring goals, creating scoring opportunities. And when you look at our coaching staff, you know, between Urian and Paul and Tim, it's all defensive players. Yep. And so having... Uh, Cleberson at this point in his career where he's, he's looking for uh, new challenges or what he's going to do to when his career does wind down. Not that it necessarily is at this point, but it, it's coming <laughs> to that point. He, he um, talked to us about the desire to be an assistant coach. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, this was before the decision was made to change head coaching. And um, oh. Jurgen was actually on board with it. And, uh, asked if, if we could bring Cleb on as an assistant coach um, uh, because uh, he'll have some time on his hands. You know, he'll obviously be rehabbing, <laughs> right. but um, the, the rehabilitation doesn't take all day. And uh, <laughs> he's got great experience and great knowledge and uh, has great respect from uh, his teammates. And so it, it works out very well. I mean, it gives him some great experience uh, and learning the coaching trade, and it gives Tim uh, a great partner uh, to have on the bench with him. Uh, going, going back to Jurgen and 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 that obviously difficult conversation and leading up to that, was there something? Uh, and I, I, you know, I know that you're kind of uh, a little closed off about the business side of things in terms of how conversations go in the back end and on the uh, front office wise. But it was it something that where 
for somebody like Chris and I who have, you know, that typical nine to five job where if something is happening and if there's an issue, maybe there's like a warning or some kind of signs that were coming that, that could have been, uh, the ship could have been righted or is it, was it something that, that you kind of thought, okay, this is that direction that we need to go in and, and now is probably the best time than ever to do it. You know, I'm not going to get into specifics, sure. but in general, I, I think Jurgen and I had healthy discussions on an ongoing basis about the status of the team, um, you know, what was working, what wasn't working, our attempts to right the ship, uh, um, and, 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 you know, there should, shouldn't be any surprises when um, personnel decisions happen, and, uh, you know, for my perspective this was not a surprise <laughs> from most of the fans perspective too i think this was not a surprise as well so <clears throat> another question i wanted with tim stepping in so is this going to be something obviously he's interim now um it, does he have a, a ability here is he fighting for the ability to be permanent or is this something where no this is really truly just a transition till we find somebody else or is he in the mix oh i would characterize it as tim is the leading candidate for the position. It's okay. a job to lose. Uh, he has the unique um, perspective of having uh, intimate knowledge of these players, this team, their experience, uh, what's worked, what hasn't worked. Um, and no other candidate can bring that to the table. Um, so, I, you know, while we will be looking at other candidates, and my inbox was certainly filled out with some resumes today. Um, <laughs> I think um, it's, it's fair to say that Tim, uh, is, oh, well, it's his job to lose. The leading candidate. And, I, you know, I, I respect what he brings to the table, and I think uh, the players do as well. I, I really hope you get an email from the same guy that tried out the last time we were talking. You get back into an email thread with where you can just sign Peter and he goes, yeah, yeah. U.S. soccer. I really hope that same guy tries to send his resume and that'd be great. Um, finally, before we let you go, and I really uh, thank you for taking the time to, uh, to talk to us tonight. But uh, with uh, the other news in the soccer world, of course, Seth Blatter leaving, uh, resigning. Um, of course, by his own will, as he would say. Sure, quote unquote, <laughs> on his own volition, right? Um, uh, what What are your thoughts on on that situation? I, I think it's a very healthy step for international soccer. Um, I don't think we should fool ourselves into thinking that <laughs> this cures everything. Uh, transparency is the ultimate goal, as is integrity and honesty and. Um, Getting rid of the bad guys is a great first step, uh, but you need to make sure that there's honest people that take their place and that those people put uh, into practice structures that will prevent um, the fraud and bribery uh, from, from reoccurring. Well, that's, that's obviously the, the, the hope, the end all hope, but you know, it almost seems like corruption's deep and it would be almost like a master cleanse, if you will, of FIFA offices to actually get that to happen. But it is, like you said, a good start. Uh, one final question. This was somebody from Twitter that just kind of came through. Is there something that, um, uh, are we going to hire a third coach? Is there going to be a third coach or is it going to be um, just, just Tim and uh, Tim and club? Uh, Gary Yoey will continue as a goalkeeper coach. Okay. Um, 
you know, there may be someone else brought in to help with uh, video analysis and data input to take over some of Tim's previous responsibilities, free up his time. Um, it's uh, it's up to Tim. You know, I, I let uh, my head coaches select their own um, uh, coaching staffs within budget, of course, <laughs> and, and he has budget to make another hire if that's what he wants to do. But I think for now, uh, he's going to uh, uh, go with uh, Gary and Clep. Awesome. Well, Peter, I, I appreciate taking the time this evening to talk to us uh, ever so briefly. Um, you guys up in the front office have done a really great job towards the, the later end of the spring season of bringing some new guys in and, and you know, ha- having some uh, different people at, at your disposal for, for lineups and things like that. So really appreciate you as always coming on. And of course, uh, we'll have to go and see a WCWO show uh, in the very, very near future. Sounds like a winner. Take care, guys. Hey, thank you, Peter. <clears throat> All right. President and uh, general manager Peter Wilt. Some interesting things to say. Obviously, uh, you know, kind of. Um, I love your, at bay uh, I mean, your, your, your question stuff. here. Of <clears throat> so, I know you can't get to specifics. <laughs> of, but me and Chris, nine to five. Well, I don't know what nine to five job you're talking about. I'm definitely not one of those. But are there any <laughs> warnings of what? Yeah, but yeah. But in terms there of warning, it, warning. Are there any warning signs? Like, yeah, yeah. I pulled a. I pulled Jurgen in about three times. I said, "Listen, this shit doesn't get any better. I'm, I'm, I'm canning you." No, like, like, <laughs> like I, I don't know exactly what exactly we're expecting. But he's like, "Well, no specifics, <laughs> but generally." I uh, while while we're kind of um, hanging out for a little bit to to talk to Josh Mason, I, we do want to kind of open up the phone lines for you guys. Uh, we got a Google Voice number that we're going to kind of give out here. Uh, if you have it still from the previous time uh, that we've uh, that we kind of open up the phone lines. Uh, I can get that for you here in just a moment, but we would love to hear some thoughts from you. Uh, thoughts on um, you know the changes today, uh, world soccer, even all that kind of stuff. So if you would, you're more than welcome to uh, call our Google Voice number, three one seven eight six three nine two eight two. We can get you on the air. Uh, obviously, you know we don't want any kind of baba booey, baba booey hangups type of thing. But three one seven eight six three nine two nine two or nine two eight two. Uh, we'd love to uh, kind of talk to you guys a little bit about what your guys' thoughts are. If the phone lines are busy, you're more than welcome to leave a message and we can kind of get your um, uh, question uh, played on air too. So uh, 317-863-9282, phone lines are open. Uh, we'll take calls probably for the next 20 minutes or so, um, kind of get your thoughts. Social media has kind of been blowing up about yep. this whole thing. Right. Um, a lot we of people know about it all about the team. We want to know. Obviously, there's been some discontent with the fans for a while, and obviously, we. Uh, <clears throat> I got into it a, a little bit on on Saturday night, um, because there's a there's a thin line. You are a fan. We are all fans, and we love this team, and that never wavers. And I think when you mix a little bit of alcohol, and you mix <laughs> some emotions, and then you mix a really kind of wonky night man like that was just weird where you go in what saturday yeah you, you got the rain delay and you come back and you can't find beer and you can find beer but then only kind of beer and then there's you get red card after red card it was the red card expose and then you get down and then highland pulls off a of goal the whole thing is really really <clears throat> a unique night and i think uh, emotions run a little high and you pull out a draw and i know there's some disagreement and and, and i hope Anybody I talk to, they understand my love for this team is unwavering, and and I will always support this team, but I was not excited about Saturday. 
and, and I felt like anybody who was excited on Saturday needed to wake up. You should not be excited about a 2-2 draw against yeah. a team that was running nine men and in the last 20 seconds or last right at the end of the game got yeah. their third record. Why are you excited to be able to pull out a draw against a team that was down? Yeah, I think it was like uh, 75th minute or something like that. They got the second red card. And then you kind of start to feel like, okay, if now's and, a better and, time right. than ever. And the goal we got was was a goal that – and if you ask Highland, and, and we sent him a message on here. And Kyle I was like, Highland next week. And, I, and, I said, and, and I'll talk to him about it. And I said, listen, you know, don't get excited about your goal. I pulled that off in FIFA 100 different times. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, just kidding. But uh, Was that but, before or after you threw the controller <laughs> into the ceiling? Oh, I, I totally didn't <laughs> The ceiling but uh no if you gave him that shot 10 times I, he doesn't make it a third of the time and and he would tell you that you have to have a miraculous 26 yard goal right to, to or 24 yard goal to be able to score which was amazing and i'm glad we got it but i don't want to be missed i don't want it to be confused that that my love for the team is wavering no but but things needed to change and um i i i'm really glad that we see this quickly Things have it, and, and no disrespect to Jurgen. Sure, I mean, and, friend and, of the show. Well, I mean, none of that. The big thing too with uh, with Kyle's goal is that it, that was his first professional goal. That was first professional yeah. goal. Um, you know, and you score golazo, oh, golazo, golazo. I know that uh, uh, I read somewhere on social media that it was the first time that they ever um, hugged and danced with a stranger after something like that happened. And then uh, obviously uh, they they probably haven't been watching soccer for that long because there's plenty of those moments that happen on a regular basis. <sighs> Uh, I mean, just think right. about two World Cups ago with the U.S. Uh, and Landon Donovan's goal, where everybody was cheering and hugging and kissing and yeah, doing all sorts of stuff with yeah. all sorts of strangers. But um, yeah, no, no, it was ex- no, it was super exciting. It was more so because I think I know the team was tired, and I know the fans were tired. That's like when you have that type of break, and it was raining, it was kind of weird. Again, everybody was just kind of like, "Did we stay here till <laughs> you know this long?" And especially when we made it, you put out the tweet. Uh, it's 11, 11 and nothing be more fitting than a goal, yeah. you know, for us. And oh, sure it was, it was for the <laughs> rowdies. And then, so for that to come back and we pulled the draw, yes, I'm happy about that one point, but now let's be real. We are dead last. We have scored right. Nine goals or yeah, nine, eight goals, yeah. eight goals in nine yeah. games. So, but the, the, but the parody at the, at the bottom of the league though, is, I mean, it's pretty much the same point level from from probably outside the place. cosmos <laughs> who just beat all of Cuba. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they're actually playing Cuba right now, um, <laughs> which we could probably throw that on uh, while, okay. we're, while we're, <laughs> while we're waiting right. for phone calls and things like that. But uh, again, uh, phone lines are open 317-863-9282. Call in, let us know what you thought of the game on Saturday, what you thought of um, today's, events. Uh, today's events, of course, how things you think are going to be going uh, towards the, uh, the, um, uh, the future as well. Yeah. And we're, we're in my house tonight too. So if you hear, you know, kids and, and dogs barking and things like that, it's just all part of the show. It's just not, it's just Asia. It's just Asia not. has a lot to say about tonight, man. <laughs> She's like, today was a big day and you have not asked my opinion. Yes, exactly. And the two goals that were, uh, that were against India 11 as well. One was uh, just a kind of a, a really unlucky deflection own goal from Corey Miller. And then the other one was a, I believe a corner that where it was just some, some marking wasn't really, uh, the best over there. Uh, so it wasn't anything that was uh, really just kind of, okay, we just got beat really bad on, on a couple of those goals. Plus that goal from uh, Dylan was incredible. Yes. Uh, the way it was set up and, and the way things were going. So it was incredible. Thanks to Peter also who just tweeted his food and Schlitz. Best hamburger in yes. town. Huh? Best hamburger in town. 
Really? And there's a dog walking by in the front, so Asia is now even more upset that there's right. somebody uh, kind of close by. <laughs> right. Remember, 863-9282. That's area code 317-863-9282. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. We had so many people like, oh, I want to hear, and I, oh, I got so much to say. Well, you know what? Hey, now, now's your chance. Shut up. We got people listening. Right. Uh, you know, obviously, we had Peter Wilt come on. Um, we've got uh, Josh Mason coming on here shortly, too. So a lot of a lot of stuff going on um in the world of soccer this week world cup starts for the women uh at the end of the week on saturday um indy 11 plays on saturday uh the champions league final is saturday or sunday saturday okay i know i know hey what how do you let's talk to you a little bit about some real madrid uh, coaching issues no it's not (laughs) um oh hang on we got a call cool here we go hello you're on the permanent allegation podcast what's your name Oh, hang on. Noobs. Uh, yeah, sorry. Hey, what's up? Permanent Relegation Podcast. Who's this? This is Logan Lane. I'll oh, hey, Logan. What's lane, up? Apparently. Yeah, Log Lane. What's going on? Oh, not too much. I just thought I'd uh, share some opinions. Sure. Some, uh, Go for it. Feelings, I guess, uh, and kind of what I see the team going. Definitely. Okay. Go for it. Uh, I think that, you know... For me, uh, I'm a Aston Villa fan, and uh, and I when, That's when too bad. eleven first started, I've never felt something more, I guess, personal to me. And uh, when you know when you're going through a time where you can't score, and it's just like, oh, you know, oh man, you can't, we can't score. Like we have a great defense, and and you can't expect them to uh, to not give up a goal. Um, it's just it's frustrating and uh but i i'm with chris you know you just have to keep supporting you can be frustrated but you should never relent on your team and your support um so i really hope that a lot of the stuff that i've seen on social media isn't oh i'm ripping up my season ticket yada 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 i just really so so you've been seeing that so so you've been seeing that you've been seeing people talking about giving up season tickets oh yeah well the crazy thing the crazy thing about that too uh, is that you know Saturday's game, even though it wasn't a sellout, was 234 tickets away from being another sellout, and that was with really really shitty weather on the way into the stadium too. So there's still, I think there's that initial feeling after a loss, especially after a, a loss to a team like Louisville, that a lot of people are going to be pissed off. But that passion was still there for the you know for the first 22 minutes of Saturday's game. Uh, even with the weather coming. Yeah, a lot of people left because it was an hour and a half delay. I mean, Chris and I even went down to Chatham and then came back. So it's one of those things where I think that passion's still there. But but at some right. point, results have to come out, right, Logan? Yep. Right, right. Well, and, uh, and, you know, it's, it's funny to watch people. I know that I've, I've ranted on Twitter quite a bit or other social media, but it's funny how people are on Facebook. You know, you have the... Uh, I'm not going to complain at all. We'll get through this. And then you have the people that are just like, I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> and uh, it was really nice to hear. I think it was Bloody Shambles that had Peter on the podcast, I think a day later. Um, and it was just really good to hear Peter um, very, very concerned and very, very, um, I guess, uh, remorseful on his part of like, because he was hurting as well. And I don't think I've ever heard Peter have that have that tone 
and that disappointment like I did on that podcast. So that was really great to hear, and I'm really excited to see where the team goes from, that, from here on out. Yeah, definitely a lot of people watching on ESPN3 on Saturday, and of course, uh, the following week where Edmonton comes to town. I, I'm really interested in seeing how the turnout goes for that first home game with Tim and Klebs uh, on the coaching staff. Logan, I appreciate it. As always, you're one of our OG yeah. listeners, so really appreciate the support, and uh, we'll hope yeah, to talk no to you problem. soon. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Log Lane in the house. Log Lane. We got another call? No. Okay. Yeah, from my wife. <laughs> <clears throat> she's leaving she, she's leaving her nine to five job yeah. oh yeah that's at 9 30 what does she have to say about the <laughs> india oh, we could we could hear let's uh we could call her real quick we could just totally guerrilla warfare oh man that's gonna be so bad this. that's gonna be so bad see what happens. if you have a uh, a question or a comment make sure that uh, you give us a call 317-863-9282 um brian cook uh he wanted to know what's the chance if cleverson doesn't get healthy indy keeps him on the coaching staff what do you think yeah, I think they have. To, I mean, that's what Peter was talking about. He thinks that that offers some good stuff. I'm trying to make this call. Oh, yeah, you can't perfect. be asking me questions. As I'm living. <laughs> hey. Well, we are we are live on the air at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but uh, uh, Brian, I think it all comes it all comes down to kind of what Peter said, where Cleberson was, um, you know, had some expressed interest of being an assistant coach for a long time. Uh, and Jurgen even thought that he was uh, a good fit for it. So with Jurgen being thinking it's a good fit, obviously Tim thinking it's a good fit. So definitely one of those things that um, I think it's just all based off of results. It's going to be if Cleberson can show that he has that attacking coaching prowess like he does on the pitch, and then Tim can handle all the defensive duties in terms of coaching, I think it's all going to be uh, performance-based. Again, obviously, yeah. soccer, is, soccer is a performance-based job. So it's going to be if if Cleberson decides to hang him up and wants to be a coach, I say, why not keep him on? I <clears throat> I will go out on a really, really weird limb here and say he <laughs> is hanging it up. I would say he's done as, as a player. I think he may he, he may do just a teeny bit more. But I really think this is this is where he's wanting to go. The fact that they were talking about this before the release of Jurgen, this is something where he was interested was in. You know, yeah, right. He asked that lets me know that he's been pondering this saying, I think this is, I think he knows himself. This is the end of my career. I'm done. I've had a great career, um, but I would like to do something else. And maybe I can start that transition now and, and see if I have the chops for coaching. Cause obviously coaching just cause you're a good player <clears throat> doesn't make you a good coach. And sometimes some of the worst players ever are really great coaches. They get it mentally. And that's the difference. You have guys that can do, you have guys that can't do, but they know, they understand. Um, and, and you kind of <laughs> see that when you got the right. They always say, those that can't teach, teach Jim. <laughs> those, those that can't, can't teach Jim. No, anyway. So, um, no, I, th I think you're exactly right. It's right. results-based. But ultimately, I think it's an interesting move. Unless you're the it. head coach of Real Madrid. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> Ancelotti got a, got a raw deal. We I really, I would love, I should send a message to Guijo. And, but but I don't want this to be about Real Madrid because everybody hates them and nobody wants to listen to that. So we're gonna again I'm gonna <laughs> defer and say it's bullshit. But anyways, uh, uh, Lord Twerk, um, another OG listener has a question of: Do you think there will be any major lineup changes? I like to see a, a lineup closer to the first game. Uh, does the new kid play? Well, uh, uh, Mr. Twerk, um, Daniel Keller. The new, uh, are you talking about either Daniel Keller or uh, Duke? Le 
Duke Lacroix. Duke, Duke Lacroix. Um, Lacroix. Sorry, yeah. I always do Lacroix. I don't know why. Well, I don't know. Duke. It could. I don't know. Just Duke. Duke. Okay, it's just going to be Duke. Duke. Uh, well, both of them have played already. Right. Uh, Duke came in um, uh, towards the tail end of uh, extra time uh, for the U.S. Open Cup game. Looked really good. Um, Daniel Keller has started both of those games, started last week's game, and then started the uh, U.S. Open Cup game. Right. Um, and that last week's game, the really thing that was surprising about last week's game was the lineup. Yeah. The lineup was very um, different up front. Uh, than what we're probably used to seeing, and it seemed to work wonders uh, based off of, Part of uh, just the first injured, twenty-two. Yeah, and, out, and, and that changed up your midfielder, midfield. And I'm still a fan. We have another call. All right, let's say well, we'll get back to you. Okay, great. Well, yeah, not saying anything, anyways. Hey there, you are on the permanent relegation podcast. Who's this? Uh, it's Kyle. Hey Kyle, what's what's going on? Um, I had a question. So you guys were talking about the Real Madrid manager, and there's another manager coming under a lot of fire right now. It's Brennan Rogers, the manager of Liverpool. What do you think should happen to him? Um, I think with 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 Brendan, it's a it's a it's an interesting um, because it's he almost seemed like a flavor of the month type of guy. Um, and but I think they'll probably give him another year because he's still there, I think right? So. Yeah, I think they'll probably give him another year. Um, see what kind of yeah. mo- see what kind of moves they'll make. Um, because I yeah. think here's the difference is they're not investing the money. Uh, Liverpool is notorious for this. They are notorious for not investing the money to give the supporting players. And they, when you had Suarez, Suarez was the guy. But outside of that, you had some young players. But out the, once he left, who did who did they bring in that that was really going to make them honestly competitive with? with Chelsea, with Arsenal, with Man U. Who did they bring in? Nobody. Well, the difference with Real Madrid is they had the whole damn bank of the world, <laughs> and they brought in, and yet there was injuries, and Ancelotti got a raw deal because there was injuries. But when you have that much talent, and that's why I think Andy's right, yeah. I think Rogers stays on an extra year because he didn't have the same talent to necessarily compete. Well, and I got a follow-up question for you. So you uh, are you a Liverpool fan, Kyle? I'm not. I'm an Arsenal fan. Okay. Well, that's also too bad. But uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, hey, we got third place. I know it's okay. Yeah, it's one place better than what you usually are at, so it's okay. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm a United fan, and we barely made fourth, so it's all right too. Um, welcome back to Champions League. Hey, Man, welcome yeah. back to Champions League. High, high five. Not all a right. Chance. Okay. Not getting high um, fives. So I, I guess you know the other thing with Brendan Rodgers too is, uh, you know, Raheem Sterling might leave at the uh, you know yeah. over, over the summer. So who? I think it's the moves that if he goes, the moves that he makes to replace that and to kind of fortify things. He doesn't even have a choice in this. That's the difference. Yeah. He's yeah, I don't I don't maybe maybe somebody else can can clarify this, but I think that's another issue too, is I don't think Brendan Rogers has all the say in there. I think these these decisions are being made up higher up where he's just kind of given what he's given. But again, please somebody can uh come out and tell me or Kyle, maybe you know. I mean They've got, other than Raheem Sterling, the only other player they really have is Coutinho. Okay. Well, yeah, that's true. Who has like what one or I two mean, one or two shots per game? From like what? from like forty yards out. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I'm kidding. It's a joke. He said he said all he does is shoot one or two times from forty yards out. Yeah, I mean. They've, <laughs> That's true. I mean, 
they tried to bring in Molotov to fix that. That didn't work. Brennan Rodgers doesn't seem to really be making the right moves. Well, I, I think it's it's all going to be based off of uh, the summer transfer window, which of course is always the most exciting part of of European football. Um, so it's interesting to see how he's going to do. What are your thoughts on the uh, the set bladder situation before we let you go? What do you What are your thoughts on the FIFA president um, resigning before we let you go? Uh, um, when I heard he resigned, I almost threw a party at my house. <laughs> well, I guess that's all you really need to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kyle, I appreciate yeah, you. I mean, I I was very very excited. I watched the election on Friday, and I was really hoping he wouldn't get reelected, even though I kind of knew he would. Right. Um, yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see if he's going to single handedly. Oh, hey, confirmed real quick, Brendan Rodgers to stay Liverpool manager for another year. We just looked that up. So, yeah. so there's that. Well, what are, wait a minute. Why are <laughs> you a Arsenal fan? Why, are you so fan? Why do you care? I just, I, I hate to see a guy who appears to be making a club, making a club not live up to the potential they could have. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Understandable. So, right. Kyle, appreciate listening. Thanks for the call, buddy. Thank, thank you so much. Thanks. Have a good one. Uh, we will be talking to Josh Ma- Ma- Josh Mason here. Josh about, Josh Bowson. Josh, ba- ba- Josh Mason. Hi, Josh. In about Mason. ten minutes, but uh, of course, if you guys uh, still want to call in, you can give us a call. Uh, the phone number is a three one seven eight three six or 863-9282, uh, 317-863-9282. Obviously, we'll take any call. Um, it, we'll even talk about Liverpool if we want to. Who yeah, cares? Liverpool, <laughs> shoot. I mean, uh, that was that was out of left field, and that's works. I mean, I like the segue of I do. talking about Real Madrid's coach thing. There's another guy. Hey, that's a solid segue, and Kyle's got a well future in radio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it, it's I think this, the, the transfer window this summer is going to be crazy. Donna... Um, on Twitter said Liverpool supporter wannabe, but he's an Arsenal. He's an Arsenal fan, Donna. It's it's yeah. okay. You can't fault him there either. Yeah, he just wanted to talk about coaching changes. I mean, it's a big day of coaching changes. It is so, a big day of cho- coaching right, changes. Right? Well, yeah. it's well, it's one basically. So does does Rafa? I bet you in? somewhere. I bet you somewhere, somebody in like the Thailand league got fired, <laughs> and somebody in the South Sudan. Wait. That's probably not playing soccer. I don't think so. Be honest. I don't think they're playing soccer. And if they're doing it, they're so what I want to know, I'd be interested to know what somebody thinks about what's going to happen with Pep, Pep Guardiola. What happens to you at Bayern? So, so, so all the magic he had at Barcelona, where, where has that gone? I mean, I think he probably gets a little bit too much. Um, he keeps winning leagues. Well, okay. Who else is there to play against? <laughs> Klopp does nothing. He does a ton with nothing. Speaking of uh, coaches, he said he's not going to take another job over the summer. He's no, going to wait a year. No, absolutely. He's uh, he's one of those guys where he he knows he has a project. He looks burnt out, though. Klopp? Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he looks dude. like he got punched in the yeah. gut like 15 times. <laughs> like he's just done. Yeah, well, so it was interesting today. Uh, Sergio Ramos hinted in a necessary not necessarily so un, like subtle way that he doesn't feel Ancelotti should have left and there's 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 some discontent um there in the uh in, in the locker room about this but it is what it is so anyways they, Andy they are 
who we thought, thought they, they were. were. <laughs> I don't know how that works. So what is going on with Mason? Why are we waiting 10 minutes? Hey, we can, I'm, I'm letting call. him know. Mason, call us in. I know you're listening. So, so give me a call on, on my personal number. Uh, cause you can kind of get right through the, uh, Oh, Oh, we have, uh, Never mind, Mason. Cause we had another call. <laughs> Sorry. You just on hold, you, buddy. You're just on hold. Mason's on hold. Hey, what's going on? You're on the permanent relegation podcast. What's up? Who is this? Hey, this is the caller. Hey, caller. Are we still accepting calls? Uh, I hope so, because I have a really good question for you guys. All right, what's the question? Hey, I heard you guys are making a joint bid for the FIFA president. What platform do you guys stand on? I, pla- I, I stand on a platform that's usually about three or four feet tall, uh, because I'd like to see over everyone in the delegates. Um, I'm going with whoever's going to give me the most amount of money. <laughs> is that is that the platform we're looking for? I'm going to stand on the Coca-Cola uh, platform. Well, if you guys want to be elected as future president, Coes, yes, that is the, the, the platform you need to stand on. Uh, platform shoes, if you will. Oh, can I, can I get the Pee Wee Herman ones from Pee Wee's Big Adventure? If I wear those, can I become the uh, president of FIFA? And I, and I will play tequila. So the, that you can dance. The most, the most unfortunate thing about that statement is that would probably legitimate the legitimate side. Oh, guess, oh my God! Oh, wait, that's a tough one. More, we're gonna get we're, more than it already is. <laughs> I, I think TV would be a step up from what we've experienced over the last twenty years. So uh, I'll I'll vote for you. Um, I'll send the twenty <laughs> to Jack Warner. He'll vote for you too. All right, excellent. Appreciate it. Do you have a, Do you have anything yeah, else you want to talk? Hey, do you have any uh, Do you have any thoughts on today's events while you're on the air? Well, we're on the air. Uh, which event? I don't even know. Let's talk about Jurgen getting canned. Oh, you know what? You know, I, I, I got to give Jurgen some credit. He had a really tough task. Right. Um, he was a good local hire. He, he really enjoyed I mean, he really seemed like he had a passion for growing the club and growing Indiana soccer. And I think he did put out his best effort. Um, but we can't stagnate. I mean, we have such good attendance. We have such a good community following. But eventually, that's going to demand a higher level of soccer. And uh, I think we're ready for it. I think the fans deserve it. Um, and if that means if that means cutting ties with a guy who might be a good guy, that might just be where we have to go. I mean, it feels like a family. It feels like a good club. I mean, the, the president's everywhere and talking to everyone. But, you know, at some point, it has to be – you have to take a hard look at what you're putting on the field and, and the program you're building. And obviously, it's not working. Something needs to change, and it starts at the top. And well, I hope Regan holds on tight. But I like to see who we get permanently. I wouldn't mind to see somebody with a bit more uh, tenured experience who's, who's brought in signings before. You know. So, so you, so right off the bat, you're not even given the. Uh, let's see what Regan can do. You're already like, hey, let's just move on to somebody permanently. I mean, do you not even want to see with the experience Regan has playing? On there that that see what he brings to the table, or are you just are you just done with that idea already? No, no, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. If Reed comes out, we play pants on fire, and it really looks like a transformed club, and we actually see a positive look in our tactics. You mean scoring goals? Just the lineup. Okay. I mean, why why wouldn't we want to keep him around? But sure. I mean, if it's if it's the same as yesterday, it's a different face. I mean, we got to move forward, right? Right, right, and okay. yeah, and and one of the things that Chris even talked about from the beginning was Indy is a uh, a winning city. So basically, if a team doesn't win, they don't get the following. It's been a little weird with that with yeah. Indy Eleven because they they've been selling out 
every game. And generally soccer fans are better than most sure. other sports fans sure. when it comes to teams that underperform. But you're right. At a point, we have to be able to produce on the field. And we'll see what Tim and I and – I, and I agree with you completely, sir. Well, hey, thanks for calling. Uh, appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Josh Mason. Hello, Josh Mason. Josh Mason. <laughs> Did you say Gabe? Oh. <laughs> Why do you always have Gabe on the brain, Andy? I can't help it. That guy's a beautiful man. Uh, oh, my God. I know you're just telling me, gentlemen. I hope I didn't interrupt. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, we were just getting off the call with a um, caller uh, who said he was a caller, but we didn't get his name. But anyway, Mr. Mason, uh, interim president of the Brickyard Battalion. How the hell are you? Remember, remember when we made him interim president? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was us. Oh, it was definitely a, I, think, I think you guys and Peter have forced my hand as pretty much what happened. So. You're welcome. Thank you. Depends <laughs> what they ask me. Right. So, all right. So, let's get Josh, down. let's get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me, tell me your thoughts, man. Let's hear the official. St- let's get with first off. Let's get the official statement from the BYB, and then let me get your <laughs> statement. Yeah, and the funny thing was is that uh, Bob Kravitz oh, was man. trying to reach out to the the BYB earlier today, and we the, uh, whoever was running the BYB Twitter handle was like, "Hey, Bob, listen to the Permanent Relegation podcast, and you'll get the official statement from the BYB." Boom. All right, so, go ahead, so Mason. Bob, if you're listening. From a BYB standpoint, if I'm if I'm gonna get captain political on you guys, at the end of the day, I'm I'm grateful because imagine imagine being a hometown hero, if you will, and Jurgen kind of is viewed in terms of the soccer community here. Then they turn out and ask to lead a program, and I know Jurgen outside of soccer, right? So uh, as a guy I played indoor with for years, and he's always considered Jurgen who played for IU, right? He played for the national team. But he, to be respectful, I mean, the guy blazed the trail from, uh, if you look at the American Keepers and now they play in the EPL, a lot of those guys should probably at least have a Starbucks gift card, at the, at the very least, <laughs> the Jurgen for the, you know, for what he was able to do, for, at least for American Keepers. So imagine being the hometown hero and you're, and you have a brand new team in your backyard and you're one of the leaders of the soccer community and you have the opportunity to lead the first team in your community. Do you not take that opportunity? I mean, you remember he had a career long before not in soccer. Uh, I believe he worked for Coca-Cola, to be quite honest with you guys, before uh, or McDonald's. I can't which one it was on top of my head, but he worked for a major corporation before he took this role. So there was a lot of inherent risk for him to do it. And it's, it, I guess... Well, wait, wait, wait. Do you think back. it was really a risk? Do you really think it was actually yeah, a risk? absolutely. Why, was it, why, would, you, why would it be a risk? Yeah, absolutely. A brand new club in a brand new city in, a, in, in the NASL? I mean, I wouldn't... I wouldn't say that screams stability by any means, and that's not the fear of the club or anything else. Right, right. But, but it's an opportunity, and what do you do with it, right? You thought your place, and you look at your family and say, "What, what are we going to do here? Do I take the risk and, and you know jump off the deep end and see what I can turn this club into?" But if you have to have, you're in skill set for, for some reason. Maybe they didn't hire him for the coaching aspect. I, I say that respectfully. But the man's got many connections overseas. So you got to remember, part of being a head coach is part of the recruitment aspect, right? So can you use your current resources and friends to get the talent you might need where coaching doesn't become as important because you're able to source great talent for your team? So he has other skill sets, I think, that were vastly overlooked. And I think I never really focused on the record and what happened on the field. And really, that is your ultimate measure. That is your grade card, at least to the, 
general public as well as, you know, the, the stats really speak to what your capabilities potentially are as a coach. So I, I, I don't know. I don't knock Jurgen. I'm a little upset that Paul Telfer was, was kind of part of the deal as well. Paul and Jurgen are very good friends. People I think are, are I'm more than aware that they were, you know, there's a great story there. If you don't know about the relationship and how they got to know each other through the EPL. And I was, I was bummed with Paul because I've got, the, here's the thing is I've gotten to know all three of those gentlemen very well via, via working with the club and with the BYD. And they're all three really good guys and all three really like each other. So I'm thrilled for Tim. Sent Tim a text the other day, told my own Lamar Bourbon and congratulations. <laughs> and at uh, the same time, I saw Paul Tuffer this evening. He is the uh, Carmel FC technical director for, for, for our coaches. So I'm there at practice. I kept his commitment. It was at practice this evening and was giving contributions to the kids that were there. So kudos to him as well. So to answer your question the longest way humanly possible, <laughs> as many words as I can possibly fit in five so seconds of the breath. Basically, you, you answered it the Jurgen Summer way. Oh, yeah, probably. See, I, I just I have a hard time with it, guys. Because I like Jurgen as a guy. I like Jurgen as a guy too. Long field indicates there hasn't been a change yeah. made, and, and, you can, and if it changes and inspires the players to do better and do more, then it was the right move. Yeah, and we'll and you know we'll obviously put that disclaimer out there. Is Jurgen's been nothing but nice to us every time that we've seen him, either on the air, or off the air. Super great guy. Uh, we wish him nothing but the best. And uh, yeah, it was one of those things where it was a, probably a tough decision, but definitely uh, I think it was something that needed to be done uh, eventually in the first place. So as a fan now, outside of the official uh, BYB um, answer, what are your thoughts on this move, especially with Tim and Klebs uh, taking over? Well, the club piece did surprise me, but if that, I mean, this is a really good opportunity for him to show that he has the chops to coach. So very low inherent risk to have him do that. Certainly, he, uh, we owe him enough money to let him do something. <laughs> I don't care. If, I don't care if he scrubs toilets on the weekends as well. As long as that guy earns his dollars, I'm good. With it, right. So uh, <laughs> that's why we love you, Josh. Real, we, he, the, the city, uh, you know, is writing him a sizable check and like he's some kind of contribution back to the team, so he's a value, right? Right. Uh, so Tim himself, 33 years of age, really can really connect to the players and being half the players on his team are about the same age. So to be fair from that standpoint, so there's probably a level of connection very different than a Jurgen or a Paul. Uh, I don't know the level of respect. I'm not going to a practice. I'm not that through. I've not really, really picked the guy's brains that I talk to on a regular basis about what they thought. At the end of the day, said, we got to see better results on the field. So as a fan, the guy who was observing the tactic. And the, and the level of, I guess, non-inspired play, I'm happy for the move from those standpoints. But, again, there's the things that we don't see, much like Peter does a great job with basically shutting the doors and relates to the front office things, we don't get to see in that world, right? Right. There's probably things that may or may not have happened that we have no we have no idea what his one-on-one conversations were with Jurgen. So, Remember, we, we asked about Jurgen, that. And very fair to Paul, I just don't want to, I don't even want to speculate with conversations that he really like. Well, I, 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 ta- I know that uh, I had talked to a, a few former Indy 11 players uh, about this move um, after it was announced, and I think it was one of those things that a couple of them even shared the sentiment that they figured that it was probably going to happen over the break, um, the past break, so a new, a new coach, new season type of thing. Um, so uh, definitely the, from, play, from a player standpoint, at least former players, uh, I think none of them were really surprised that this even happened in the first place. The only, the only comparison I can give is, 
give it to, guys. I think think about it. Think about, like, the President of the United States, right? I'll, I'll use this as an example. This might be a really weird example, but it's the only one I can think of. Little weird, really buddy. Yep. Whatever. So, I, I full of weird analogies. This is why I look at it. So, people always <laughs> want to judge the President, you know, based on their, you know, whatever year. But you realize you get the work of someone that was done before you, right? So, so you can't really judge how a President performs until several years after, you know, the effects of the decisions and the policies they've made. So I look at kind of like the soccer team from that perspective. Jurgen has a group of players he gets them for a year, you know, and I don't know what role he may or may not have played in sourcing those players. So how much that's on Peter, how much of that's on Jurgen, right? And how, do, how much is on his coaching staff? So there's things that you want to weigh those things too. Who made these decisions to bring in these big players, right? So let me give you an example. Cleverson being a great example of that. Let's say Jurgen, and I, I'm totally speculating here. Let's say Jurgen said, I don't want Cleverson. It's too much salary. It's going to hurt the team overall. If I bring a player, I don't bring in four younger players for that same salary. So, in that perspective, if Jurgen was pushing for that decision, and let's say Peter is pushing for Cleverson, and again, I don't have any, any feedback if that's true or not, but then who's at fault? Is it, is it Jurgen's fault that he got put together with a team that doesn't have the talent to be able to allow him to get wins to make him look good? Even from a coaching perspective, I just there's a lot more variables here than it's, than just saying the, the play on the field sucks, but fire the guys coaching him in football. Okay, and, and so I'll hit I'll hit disagree, you. Disagree? Disagree? I'd love to hear. What oh no, that's the way I look at. It. Well, here, here's here's my thought on it, and I want to hit hit you and Chris with with thoughts wise of a. I agree with you because coaches never go out there and score, so they're not the ones that are responsible directly for any kind of scoring or any kind of uh, defensive player, things like that. Obviously they're the ones that are, are there to lead and, and p- get people in the right position and teach things and things like that. In terms of a player standpoint, I think just by recent signings and things that have happened on the field, I think there needs to be some more overall veteran leadership. And now I'm not talking about somebody who has been in the league for you know, X amount of years. I don't know what you're doing. What the hell are what you, the doing, hell are you Josh doing, Josh Mason? Right what are you doing? Right now, I'm just getting out of my car. Okay. Apparently. Well, apparently your car, <laughs> your car's made out of plastic. Um, but uh, but in, in ter- no, it's okay. In terms of a, of the player side of things, uh, you know, you get you get that nice mix of young and older players so maybe somebody that has been in the league two or three years because you're right there isn't any kind of inspired play by some guys and i think there is a lack of uh creativity on the field and and drive on the field by maybe some team mates that don't feel like they're going to be here more than a year or don't really want to be here or is in a transition type period which i was always under the understanding if it's a contract year which most of the time it is because it's a one or two year contract if it's a contract year you play your ass off so that you can make more money either with the same team the next year or with somebody else and i think there's there's a little bit of lack from some players on the team that don't just go out there and hustle their ass off every day because this could be the only chance that they get i disagree okay i i 100 i 100 percent disagree i don't think hustle is an issue we have a team that fights and hustles the issue we have as a team is a 100 lack of vision and imagination that comes naturally as a player you either have vision and imagination or you don't but it can also be built into a game plan. 
and and as a game plan you you come up with philosophies that that bring out the best in the in the, the attributes your players have so for me i look at it as the coach front and again as you said josh all speculative whether this is up in front office or this is down from jurgen on on how the uh, you know the player personnel is but ultimately guess what it's it's the coach is the coach and you are dealt whether it's you're dealt the best hand ever which some teams are or you're dealt five funnies of shit and guess what <laughs> you just got to fucking make the best of it and sometimes you don't can we get five funnies of shit five hashtag of, sometimes five <laughs> funnies of shit exactly that's and listen normally you would hope for a redeal but guess what you don't get a redeal and sometimes and, and we Ooh. all deal with we all, we all deal with this at work Josh where we are given some really really shitty situations and you just kind of got to work with it so i think ultimately maybe it was just a a bad mix you want to say a personnel that maybe didn't mix with the coaching and hearing peter say specifically on on this show just now that you know you had uh two coaches that were defensive and a third coach who was defensive and now you have a ability of having somebody who come in as an assistant who has an offensive mind. Maybe this helps with the issues, which ultimately is, is, is our issue is scoring. That, that's where I kind of disagree. Is I don't think it's hustle. I don't think it's lack of effort. I think it's ultimately it's a game plan that does not fit with who we have in place. Okay. So I appreciate the fact that we have someone in place who has a, an offensive and tactical mind in terms of striking. But uh, you guys did a room with Mr. Cleverson. He's not exactly the most vocal. Um, oh, no, uh, absolutely not. Pitch, right, <laughs> right so, absolutely. And, and, well, unless and, we're in Brazil. Tim is a vocal leader. If you guys ever seen Tim Coach or been around, oh, yeah. he's a very vocal leader. So, absolutely. I mean, that's a, I, I mean, I'm struggling for the dynamics of that coaching staff. That's the that's opportunity to decide if somebody he wants to coach with. But uh, I, I could see it being a little bit of a struggle, at least from the get-go. Uh, there's obviously that open position. I mean, maybe one of those wonderful resumes that made it to Mr. Wilkes, made it to Mr. Wilkes' uh, uh, email inbox to make it over to Tim's. Maybe it's some, let me do add some, you know, somebody with some courage and talent as it relates to, you know, making the field and play more beautiful. Because right now, it's uh, I, though I will say this last game, though, we moved the ball pretty beautifully. And I, it, it I'll give a lot of credit to Kyle Highland and to Brad Ring in particular. I think he'll hold on to more possession than either player on the field, I think, so. No, I I agree with that point, and but and and I was talking with somebody who is, uh, and I'm and I won't use them uh, specifically. I was talking to somebody who is is known for assisting and scoring goals, um, and they're very very good at it. Uh, they were for a very long time. In in talking about it, there's there seems to be a lack of of just wanting to just shoot shoot the ball just to give it. And you had a perfect opportunity. Saturday was a an offensive. Um, just uh, it was it was a perfect offensive uh, setup. You had really terrible conditions as a defender and as a keeper. Literally, that is the worst case scenario. You're on turf, you're in water, and we still yes, we moved the ball, but there was still this this at the end, Josh. There's this ninety five percent mentality. Ninety five percent, the last five percent. It's who's going to do it, who's going to take it, and then guess what happened? And you and I were standing right next to each other when it happened. Somebody said, the hell with this. I'm taking this damn shot, and I'm going to see what happens. And what happened, Josh? We scored an amazing goal. Right. And all, I'm not saying everybody should shoot from outside of the box. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, guess what? Sometimes you just got to take a damn shot and see what happens. That's well, all. Make the goalie, you got to get the goalie nervous. You can't get the guy on his toes. Yes. Yeah. Shoot on his ass. Yeah. Right. 
All right. So, jo- hey, Josh, real quick. And and this is yeah. for anybody who hasn't seen the Twitter, the Twitter post yet. But uh, Bob Kravitz actually got a, a comment from Jurgen. <laughs> Uh, and I'd like to read that now, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind. See, Kravitz actually just tweeted me back saying he didn't need us this evening because he got all the arrogance. Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, here's the quote from Jurgen Summer as taken by Bob Kravitz on WTHR.com. So we'll give them a little plug. Uh, Kravitz obviously uh, makes it a point that he doesn't watch really a lot of soccer. So, you know, this is kind of one of those just news story things that a lot of news brackets picked up, especially sports guys. So I appreciate your, or, uh, Bob Kravitz actually. Oh, uh, no, I would get Greg, Greg Straw was on, uh, on, uh, on the drive this evening with Zambi and actually got, got a couple well, of Well, obviously, on, obviously we, we know Greg Straw does, and we know, um, you know, Anthony Calhoun was one of the guys that actually broke it. So, um, and Wish TV, of course, is the uh, official broadcast partner of Indy 11. So you'll have that as well. But here is the official statement of uh, his release from Jurgen Summer, uh, as quoted uh, to Bob Kravitz. It's frustrating disappointing really that the vision was so short-sighted and more of a popularity contest than an active building foundation process when you start with nothing it's going to take time we don't have housing for our players we didn't really have a medical training facility it was one construction trailer for 24 players six staff people no showers no bathrooms it takes time to build those things and those things matter in sports those are things that have to be addressed obviously I didn't want to see it to come to an end like this. You at least want the opportunity to take something you started from the low ground and get it up and running. It's as if we were trying to run before we walked. You have to be honest with yourself. You get into a professional sports league. It's a more, it's a lot more competitive than ownership and leadership give it credit for. It requires a lot of work to get there. We were trying to be competitive with what we had, but it wasn't going to come overnight. And I think that's what folks were looking for. It doesn't work that way. Sports are hard, hard work. We don't have the we don't have the resources for the personnel to do that, or the personnel to do that. So you do your best day by day. But some people are more inclined to treat it like a popularity contest. So some harsh words from former Indy Eleven coach Jurgen Summer uh, in regards to his uh, dismissal today as head coach of Indy Eleven. Josh, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, tough thoughts. I mean, first of all, fair, all completely fair. It, it, in contrast to what we know, the reason why there's been a stadium push, a stadium push, and a stadium deal trying to make place or take place is because of the inadequacies of the facilities that they have. And it is, it's really in contrast to the fan base. If you think about it, guys, we fill a stadium. We do our job as fans. Fill that stadium. And I, and I have to say, I do empathize with those guys for the lack of the facilities they have. I mean, those of us who've been to larger EPL games or any other league, MLS or otherwise, we know the standards that those guys get from a training perspective, from a facilities perspective, from a medical perspective, are going to be better. We are a startup club. So, I mean, again, I guess part of me is to like, his expectation should have been you're at a startup club. So some of these things are going to be in place. These are going to be the adversarial things that you're going to have to deal with from the get-go. And it wasn't like there wasn't transparency in that. So you can't use it as an excuse either, to be very fair, because he knew, this as well as the rest of us do, what that facility provided us. It was a, it's always been a temporary solution. That's the reason why there's been bills in the house trying to get money from people to build something. So, you know, Jurgen's comments are completely fair. Uh, but to, if you, just like any other club, if you lose, if you lose the clubhouse, ask any baseball manager how long they get jobs for. You know what I mean? Right. If you lose, if you lose the clubhouse in any way, shape, or form, whether you have a vision or not, no one shares your vision. 
Enjoy your island because that's where you live. <laughs> the funny thing about that is it sounds like Major League, like the first Major League, Major where League. where the owner was trying to move the team to uh, to Miami and they didn't have the the proper facilities for it. You know, here's here's my thought, Josh, real quick on that, and and I want to give him uh, the benefit of the doubt for that. You know what? It's it's a rough day for him. Okay, you 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 find out that you have been fired from your job. Let's let's just put it blunt. You were fired, and um, you you're asked a bunch of questions. And it's I as a human being, it's very hard to not be emotional. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt about being emotional about saying, you know, and, and giving excuses as to why. But on the flip side, I also want to say, you know what? You want to blame the facilities, and you make great points that this isn't anything that he came into not knowing. This wasn't like they hid things from him that, hey, we have a five-star facility with the best training ever and a hundred-person staff that's going to be there. No, that was never put there. You know what? You no, know, what I have an issue with is, you know, what also what also helps with keeping a job and doing that is uh, getting off the bench. Get off the bench. Motivate your players in the middle of a game. Show a little damn emotion. Get out there. Be vocal. Do something. And I'm not saying everybody is vocal and everybody is an extrovert. That's fine. But as a coach, damn it, you got to get out there. And 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 they make a little coaching box and they make a little area that you can get into. That shit was never used. So I I appreciate the statements and I know again I'm benefit of the doubt. Angry, uh, frustrated. Well, emotional for certainly. Yeah, Absolutely. Certainly emotional. I mean, but it's, it's embarrassing, right? Think, right. About, think about it in all life. Nobody wants to get fired from a job. Hell no. I mean, this, especially with one as public as Urias. And, and, right. and to know you're going as a person and as a parent, it's a great guy. Absolutely. So how do you, you, mean, how do you, how do you fire the hometown hero, right? So right. it's painful for everybody involved. I prefer not to throw, you know, mango in anybody's face and just say it just wasn't a good combination of the opportunity. Right. Yeah, I'm not mad in any way, shape, or no. form. I'm, I'm happy for Tim to have the opportunity. But I look at it this way. We all work for bosses sometimes. We don't find it to be very inspiring. Right. Right? I think we all have a boss. Or somebody out here is listening. You probably all had a boss like that. You know, if, this, if, it's that, if you don't inspire and inspire your people, you're only going to get 90% out of them. Yeah, right. That's the way it works. And Josh, they're going to clock out right at five and say, you know what? Peace out. I got my paycheck. It's been fun. When you inspire and really, and really lift your people up the right way, they'll give you everything they have and more. Right. And that's, that's, that's something that everybody has. That's a gift. Right. You know what? And, and Josh, honestly, it's in this is brought up in sports all the time. And um, with with the NBA finals coming up, there was LeBron James made this point as well is this is a business. All of this is a business. It's it's easy as fans. We get emotional about it. We get really involved. It becomes a life altering thing for us. And and I think all three of us here in this little in this chat right now are, can can attest to that, that we yeah. honestly we are physically, emotionally uh, invested and we get a look, look at Saturday. You and I looked at each other and we got emotionally uh, affected by what happened. But at the end of the day, it is 100%. It is still a business. And and we had a great comment. It's funny. I was thinking this. Yeah. Is that, is that no, guess what? Donna. You, yeah. Donna, Donna uh, Knight, Donna Knight literally said exactly what I'm oh, thinking. Of course Donna did. Cause Donna's awesome. Right. So is that summer was, was paid for getting results. This is where his judgment lies. He should take some accountability, uh, should he not? And, and, and that's ultimately it. It's, it's not a personal thing, and you're exactly right. It just maybe wasn't the fit. It just wasn't working. And, yeah, long-term, short-term, popularity not. Ultimately, it's a business. And whether you want to say it's a quick jerk reaction or not, 
at the end of the day, it's not a personal thing. You're right. Local hero. But guess what? They, they go, you know what? We have to keep selling out and we have to keep momentum. And, and this is what we feel we need to do right or wrong. It's a business and they got to fill uh, those damn of, stands. Yeah, I agree. So, well, and you, you look at you, here's the thing. I was hoping the team would kind of look at it, maybe the potential reallocation of resources. Maybe Jurgen's better suited to do something else with the team. And there's always that opportunity, too, right? Right. That could have been put on the table. We don't know these things, right? Maybe said, hey, Jurgen is suddenly working out as coach, uh, but we think you're a great community leader. We'd love for you to take over this part of our club, or you could contribute this way still. And we don't, we don't know what was offered, to be fair. So, right. I mean, we don't, they know the back, we don't know the backdoor conversation. Again, Peter keeps the North Coast for a reason. There's a lot of transparency he does give to all of us. And as a guy who, again, kind of gets to lead this organization from a supporter standpoint, I mean, he provides everybody who's involved in Slaughterhouse, from us to you guys, access and ability to ask tough questions. And he has the ability to refuse them. And I, 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 think, somebody, I think we can plug our friends with Bloody Shambles, knowing that they're hopefully supposed to be talking to Jurgen and Telfer in the near future. Is that correct, gentlemen? I, th- I think he was joking about that, by the way. Uh, that's, that's, I, was, I was hoping he wasn't joking about that. <laughs> that would be a great opportunity to have a, the, the, the adverse of the story, right? The other side of these things. I, just, well, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't, th- <laughs> I don't see it happening. I, I know that we have, and, and Josh, we're going to kind of wrap it up. So uh, uh, thank you for being All on. Right. Um, anything that, anything going on in the near future with, uh, with the BIB, BYB that you would like to uh, plug or promote before you we hop off the phone here? Uh, no, but we, obviously I want to make sure we continue to do our job in the section. Uh, I would encourage you people to continue to read the code of conduct. I've been to Brickyardbattalion.com. Uh, I'm always sort, uh, at, at sourcing uh, emails and Facebook, Twitter. And if anyone wants to get a hold of me, I'm at Mason ZBC on Twitter. I'm always willing to answer questions regarding the behavior of the people in our section. And again, all I can say, basically emails I received, is that when you have a game delay and you have lots of alcohol, <laughs> you bring that, then you go back into the stadium. The language, is by default, I think it's being nearly as nice. That's just the way it works when you put alcohol in people's bodies. And the guy who works in the alcohol business is more than more than keenly aware this does happen. And, uh, and I may- apologize for those that are offended. Uh, I definitely, I want, I definitely want to give you the, a, a big props as well because you've taken over this role. Uh, a very you're crazy. Uh, yeah, you're you're a nut job for having four kids and seventy five activities and uh, yeah, basically doing all this stuff and still basically leading the, the BYB uh, operational side. Uh, you obviously have a huge staff underneath you that does a really great job as well and keeps everybody accountable. So really want to thank you and your staff for that. Um, and hope, well, it's kind staff. of a staff, isn't yeah. it? It's a board yeah, of directors, sure. basically. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's all the folks that you guys know and I know well that we all do a little bit of everything. The best thing keeps going forward. And if you want to continue to make sure it goes forward, the things <laughs> I can encourage you to do is get involved, first and foremost. Find out how you can volunteer and add, add more value to the organization. We're always looking for more people to do more things. We have more ideas. We have people with time. Secondarily, become a gold member that puts money in our pockets and drink full 90 like it's your job from Flat 12 Beer Works. Which we are drinking so, right now. We have no video yeah. evidence, but we are drinking yeah, every, it. <laughs> every beer that is purchased from Flat 12, uh, either from either the pint room and or in the retail segment, the Brickyard Battalion does receive a direct uh, deposit from our friends at Flat 12. That is a really cool opportunity we have to make the most of. And, and Josh, hopefully... Uh, we're, we're, we've got some meetings here uh, in the next couple of days for a special event that we might be putting on towards the end of the month. So maybe we can see you out there. Are you, are you going to be out there for that? 
Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, thank you so much, Josh. You know how much we appreciate you, man. You're the best. And I hope you have a great night and uh, uh, have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you, uh, we'll, we'll see you when we see you. <laughs> hey, whatever. You talk to us enough anyway, so we love you. Thank you, buddy. All right. See you, buddy. Josh Mason, interim president of the Brickyard Battalion on the Permanent Relegation Podcast. Uh, so, I mean, we're a little over right now, huh? Yeah. I mean, we can we can wrap it up unless yeah. anybody's got anything else. But uh, some really really insane. harsh words. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing from, and I, I, I'll kind of end the show with this. Um, it, it is interesting to get that that type of complaint from Jurgen because he doesn't seem like that type of individual. And yeah, like you said, it, it could be emotions. Right. But you know, hey, if if you're if uh, Klebs and uh, Tim start winning, then those type of comments are basically just a forgotten statement from from somebody who just. I don't think they're forgotten. I think they're exactly they they stain. You talk about that hometown hero. You put a stain to that legacy. Sure. You you make those type of comments, and 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 you got to be careful when you make statements that are so impossible to erase. Because at this point, you can't change those right. statements because you have no way of of changing results in these games. And you're right. <laughs> if we come out and we start scoring goals and we start doing stuff, and you see vocal coaches or whatever happens, and you're right. If that changes, guess what? That that does change things. It changes things dramatically about the impression of of Jurgen and and I hope so. Yeah. Honestly, for the team's sake, yeah. I am the team first. Again, we talk about it's a business. It is what it is. So right. team moving forward, the team wins, we win. The team loses, we lose. It's it's. I mean, right. I, I one thing that that um I think it was Kyle who said you know being a, a Kyle was the Aston Villa fan. Yep. Being a fan uh, of a team overseas or in another state, even for an MLS team or things like that, it's a different type of yeah. fandom than it is your hometown yeah, team. Yeah, especially once you're invested, man. I'm right. It's the same as as a Colts fan and all yeah. that. You get to that AFC Championship or whatever it may be when you get somewhere and you lose. And what I was saying with Josh, you emotionally are affected. Yep. But Sunday was a hangover. I wasn't even hungover <laughs> by drinking. Yeah. I was hungover because I was like, even though it was a draw, drained. I was just emotionally fucked. Like, I just couldn't believe, like, it was just such an up and down. And this season, from where we started, it was just like, okay, yeah, man, we got that W in, in San Antonio. We got a tie against the Cosmos who are just ripping everybody. They haven't lost thinking, since November of 2014. Right? And I'm going, dude, this team, here we go. And now we are dead last emotionally. Right. It hurts. Yeah, and I think that it also kind of is a credit to, you know, Mason and everybody at the Precare Battalion and all the, uh, uh, you know, supporter groups under that, like Slaughterhouse 19 and Afghanistan and all that kind of stuff. It's one of the – Don't forget about the BYB. What I was saying is, is that everybody under the BYB yeah. is something that, you know, having the grassroots foundation – um, <laughs> I got you, buddy. It's right there. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, having that foundation and and the grassroots um, uh, support uh, within the community, right. it shows from the sellouts of the games. It shows from the attendance of the games. It shows with the interaction on Twitter and things like that. It's one of those things where this is one of those rare teams that is really, really, really fan based. 
more so than a lot of the other teams, especially the you know teams that have been around for a while and things like that. And one of the things, uh, you know, Brian Cook uh, so at Soccer with Brian just said, understand what was said isn't news, quote unquote, but reading his comments makes it clear the issues were around longer than we thought. Yeah. So it could be, I mean, I think once you lose the locker room, you're done. I mean, it's, you know what? I want to wrap this up, but I want to wrap it up on positivity. Yes. Like it's, this is, this has taken a dramatic turn (laughs) to negativity and it it, it happens when you read comments. And again, as, as we hope that it was just an emotional response, it's a rough day. I'm having an emotional response as well to it. Yeah. And and I'm not a guy who holds back or has a filter. That's a problem. (laughs) So um, I will say on a positive note, you know what? It's a new start and let's just, um, let's go in with let's, let's keep selling 10,000 tickets. Yeah, man, let's go. Let's see what happens. We have some great guys on this team. You guys have listened to this. Yeah. You have heard these guys come on. We have a, a great strong mental set of guys that yep. literally are there and want to succeed. This is not a lackluster group of guys that are just kind of a bunch of dummies that don't care about the game. Care about the city. No, these guys that are, are winners in their own right. They have done whether it be collegiately at high school level, at other clubs, they are successful. And they trust me, this team knows how to win individually as players. I think this is going to come together. That's Time, my timing wise. Note. Timing wise is a great time to do it too, because you've got a couple games left in the spring season. Roll you have a, a friendly with a huge Mexican team yep. and then just huge a couple, Mexican, are they like what 300 pounds? Or well, something? no, they're six, just, five, they're just, a, I mean, it's a, it's a big team. Um, and then you have maybe like what two or three weeks, and then you're back training again, and you're going absolutely and for a, for a very very long fall season. Right, and right. so it's a good time to get a couple of games under Tim and Club's belt to have that that tweaking and things Screw like with that. some lineups, see what's yep. up. Yeah, right. just play, play with some stuff, yep. and that's going to be the support from the fans too. So definitely thank everybody for listening tonight. Thank um, you for the call-ins, man. You yeah. guys were great. Yeah, you really guys were great to hear some feedback. Um, we're going to do that more often um, at PR podcast show. Of course, is the Twitter handle um, uh, at cage fear at C Bala. Uh, we definitely uh, thank the front office of Indy 11 for always supporting us and, and promoting us. Um, we've got some, a, a big event planned, which is going to be really fun if we can pull it off Absolutely. Uh, towards the end of the month. So keep uh, this is a tentative date, but keep the, uh, the last Tuesday of June um, kind of open on your calendar at, at the evening time, but we've got a really cool event that has some uh, some team uh, players involved. Uh, really cool interaction. Um, so we should be breaking that here by next week. Hopefully by, next, hopefully by week. next week. Uh, speaking of next week, uh, next week on the show, I believe we've got uh, Kyle Highland. We uh, do the hero that right. is Kyle Highland from um, from last week's role. <laughs> and and new head coach Tim Regan. So we can definitely talk to him a little bit about the. Uh, um, uh, the comments from Jurgen and and maybe other, maybe we won't touch those. No, I don't know. We're not I might. Touch those. I might just do that. Uh, but no, we're gonna definitely talk about um how he feels. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's the great thing about the show is that you know, even though we have media passes, we're not the media, so right. you can say whatever the fuck you want to us, right. and and people respect that when you come and listen yeah, to us. Absolutely. So, uh, I uh, always check out the website. Well, I don't know if they respect us, but they at least put up with us, and I yeah. like that about yeah. these people. Uh, PermanentRelegation.com. Uh, pictures coming up soon. Yeah, um, you stole my cable for oh, the camera. Yeah, you got to grab so that. I'm going to grab that, and uh, <laughs> I will be able to have uh, pictures up from Saturday. Yeah. Because uh, we not only was it the uh, was it was the game against the Rowdies, but you had the uh, the craft beer uh, fest, and and we have every single brewery that was there. I'm going to have uh, links up to them as well. Check them all out. We were able to try some <laughs> randomly. 
Um, they had a great turnout. Each one of those tents was packed. So great to see people supporting uh, local beer, local businesses, and local teams and soccer. Yes. Awesome. You cannot get much better than that. So anyways. Uh, PermanentLegation.com, uh, PermanentLegation on Facebook. Uh, so we'll have pictures up here soon. Yep. Um, and uh, thanks to everybody who uh, watches us on Periscope too, because that's an interesting uh, experiment. Yeah. But uh, hey, we're going to keep doing it because you guys seem to like it. So uh, always hit us up on Twitter. We're active on Twitter. Again, at PR Podcast Show. Thanks for everybody listening. And we'll talk you guys all soon. have a great night. Yes. Glory, glory. Yeah. Call Madrid.